from grade school to high school. From high school to college. From college to the league. And it doesn't stop there. And a nice move got Doug. What if I told you that there was nothing impossible for those who believe? For those who believe in their dreams. Who believe in themselves. And who believe in truth. We're here to show you the way to the life you've always wanted. This is IGI. This is IGI. This is IGI. This, this is How to Be a Pro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 24 of In God's Image, How to Be a Pro. I'm T. Jax. That's my main man. Scott Boogie. Scott Boogie. Boogie, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing well, doing great. Excited for episode 24, I believe. Episode 24. Yes, episode 24. Episode 24. 24. Yes. 24. Got a great Keep us updated, man. What's going on? What's going on with you, bro? How you think we got? First and foremost, everybody, we got to give Boog a round of applause and some cheers for everything that he's done so far. He's 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 been holding it up in his season. He ain't been holding it down. He's been holding it up in this season. We got to give him a round of applause and cheer him on for everything that he's been doing so far. Keep, keep going, keep going. Baby. <laughs> so what's up, Boog? How, how the season been going? How you been doing? What's going on? You got? I heard you got some things coming on the way. <laughs> yeah, something in, some in your eye, your eye. Yeah, I just wanted to just see better. I just wanted to just see. Oh, you know, well, was... there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, we, we do have some exciting stuff coming up. Um, as far as basketball, you know, we're continuing through the season. We just we played the SBL Cup, played against Freeburg. Um, unfortunately, we lost, but we played um, a lot better. We finally had a pretty full roster. Um, our starting point guard is still recovering from an ankle injury, but he's a lot better now. So we finally have a full roster moving forward. And, um, you know, we did some really good things. I know it's tough to see the positive sometimes uh, when you want to, you know, we, our goal was to win that cup. But we did some good things, and, and you can see uh, the progress that, that we've made in, in just a short time being together. Uh, but we got we got some cool stuff coming up, man. We got... We're gonna be filming um, everyday life over here and what that's like, and, and going through uh, this journey um, over the what this journey is looking Excited. like now over the summer into the next year. So um, you know, that's all I'm gonna reveal right now until we start. Getting okay. Stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, no, you know, no, I was about no, to ask, no, you know, I was gonna ask you, you know, I was gonna ask you a question. Glass. Well, I just wanna know, like, what. Well, it's because you're still hooping, bro. I mean, you know what? You, you, you know, you're you're in your ninth year. You know, what I mean, ninth we're talking year, about yeah. some, we're talking about some, some great things. We're talking about, you know, how to actually be in a community of guy here in God's image. We're talking about imagine what you can do if fear wasn't an option. We're talking about some mm-hmm. things. We talking, we talking, and you know, you actually walking this thing out and like, what's your whole goal with this documentary? What's your whole goal with just moving forward in your career in general, if you don't mind sharing, like, you know what I mean? I don't mind sharing at all, bro. That's a great question. So the documentary is going to be 
following me as I'm going to my journey towards the NBA. Um, like you said, ninth year, 32, yes. all kinds of things that you could say that may make it seem impossible or not likely or whatever you, you may seem. But this is the goal. This has been my dream. This is what you know I want to do. And um, with that, we're going to be bringing the truth to stand on as I walk through this journey. And um, that's what TJX has been helping me with. Uh, so again, we need to give TJX a round of applause. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's get that sound. Going. I don't know. Can I give myself a clapping? I don't know if that kind of sounds weird to do we that. Can, we can pretend know. like I'm doing it. There we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Doing it. All right. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I ain't come as my own witness, though. All right, no, I ain't come as my not. own. That's he, did not. <laughs> he did not. I'm coming for him. So, yeah, but T-Jax has been helping me on that side, just reminders and, and helping me push forward um, with standing on the truth for these things because, you know, on this journey, there's going to be tests, trials, tribulations that we've got to go through, and I'm going to be going through. So, so we're documenting all that, and we're putting the truth on it as I walk towards um, that, that dream, that dream, uh, that goal of, of being in the NBA so that we can change the culture there as well. But starting right here, how am I changing the culture? How am I being the salt and the light, which we had two episodes ago, yeah, I believe. Two episodes ago. How am I yep. implementing the fruits of the spirit? Yep. All those things as we go along the journey. So we're going to get to see it in real time, real life. I'm excited. Um, I think it's going to be super dope. It's going to be fire. <laughs> I'm excited for you, bro, because the topics that are going to be talked about now that we laid them all out, like, it's really set up for you. Like you like mm-hmm. basically prophesying your way to where you're going and you getting the real look in depth look of like what it's like and what better way to be in someone that's like your situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your situation ninth year, they say it's impossible. They say all these things. And then it's like, I'm excited because you're not putting it just on basketball. It's not just a basketball documentary, but it's to show the truth of like, look, there's a goal this is what it takes to actually get goals done. This is the steps that I'm doing to actually move forward in that. You know what I mean? And if you want to be a part and know how to do this, then this is the way you do it. And that's what I'm excited because it's like, it's what, you know, you're going to keep the name of the raps right now? Or is it is you going to keep that under wraps or you want to say it? Oh, uh, man. No, no compulsion. No compulsion. No compulsion. <laughs> Well, let's just say this. Let's just let's just say this. We know that you're gonna be you're gonna be coming. You're gonna be becoming. You're going to become. Yes, you're going to become as you, you know, what I mean, as you go through your journey, and that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see, and that's what we want to, you know, what I mean, see an in depth look of like what does it look like to be a pro in this situation. So many pros around the world are wanting this dream. They want it. They they want experiences. They want to do it. And it's like, but they don't know how. I We had a guy call us, right, in the middle of the season last, or middle of our first season, prominent guy overseas, China League, like balling. He was, you know, around his 30s, like, man, I want to take another shot at the league. You remember that? Yeah. Yep, yep. And I it's like, that, yeah. There's so many guys out there that want to know how can I still do it? You see guys getting unretired now. You know what I mean? You see like a Gerald Green stopping coaching. Like, hey, I can still go hoop. Like, it's a lot. And he did. And he did. And and the thing is, like, that's no problem. Great. You want to do it? Awesome. But why? And what's the purpose for it? And that's what I'm excited that you're going to show. It's not just about the hoop. 
It's the mm-hmm. why and what is the purpose. So yes, no, and that's, that's what we're talking point. about today too. Keep going, but yes. I apologize. <laughs> no, that was, I was going to say that's, that's a key point. That's a, a, a great point because that, that's again that's what that's the whole thing why we're doing any of this stuff. Where there's the intent and the purpose behind that. Um, and again, like we said, we're going to change the culture to bring God's culture uh, to be the salt, to be the light, to do all those things. That is the reason. If, if we're going in just to glorify ourselves, well, then you got to do it yourself. Yourself. You got to. You got to do it yourself. You got to. And it's the dream, bro. It's like, that's what I'm excited to see, to open up guys' eyes to dream again. I remember when I seen my first documentary, it's called Journey to Ann Arbor. I remember seeing it. And it bro, it, it helped me dream. That's honestly what led me here to IGI. So mm-hmm. it just, it's... You don't understand the impact that you can actually have when you're going through it and you actually accomplish it. And we know it's going to work because of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So (laughs) the topic that we talked about today, though, is how should we title this? Should we title it how to play during a pandemic or how do I be a pro during a pandemic? What sound better? But... Uh, I think how do I be a pro during a pandemic is... It kind of covers both, I feel like, both okay. things that we're cool. trying to All right. Perfect. So how do I be a pro during the pandemic? That's the actual topic today. How do I be a pro during the pandemic? We just were getting out of, like, well, the world is getting out of experiencing a pandemic. I yeah. should say it like that. But as pros, a lot of pros are dealing with some things where they're dealing with in the midst and the heat of a virus that's going on that shut down a lot of stuff and it changed the landscape and the and the way things are done in the pro arena. Football, basketball, soccer, all sports, right? That's the first thing to go is sports. So this is a great topic, bro, because I mean you more than anybody know what the effects has been, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as a pro during this pandemic. Yeah, so I mean, you got like you said, like the the world kind of shut down um, for that time period. Obviously, when seasons and the NBA and all that was uh, postponed or canceled, a lot most European seasons were canceled. The NBA was postponed, um, and with that, all kinds of changes came within that. You know, the season for I believe almost everybody ended in like late January or February. So now you've got. February, March, April, May, and possibly June. That's like five months that you're not getting paid for that you were expecting. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? The following year, you know, salaries were like literally cut in half. Um, so now you didn't get paid almost half of your salary potentially uh, from the previous season. And you're going into the next season with half of what you were probably anticipating. Uh, you know, how do you navigate that? And if you have a yeah, big difference on, on, on financial situations. And if you're bringing your family and you have children or, you know, you're somebody who likes to get out and go see things, uh, being across the waters and seeing the world, you know, there's all kinds of beautiful places over here. And, you know, people living in America, we don't often get the chance to just travel just because. So that's kind of your time to play during the season and also see the world. But everything shut down. There's no, not a lot of tourism. Even parks and stuff were shut down last year when yeah. we were playing in Greece. 
So there's a lot of factors that go into that. You're kind of just cooped up in the house and you got, if you go outside, you can walk around, but you can't go in anywhere. You can't go in and see uh, maybe like a church building or just the, any of the tourist stuff that's going on. Yep. Um, so so yeah, even going. of the mask, you got to, certain places yeah. to wear masks all the time you know what i mean it's just yep. it's the changing of how you interact with people it's not no longer hey how you doing it's like hey, hey can yeah. we can't are you are you okay we can talk okay hey good yeah. to see you. like every you <laughs> know it changed <laughs> so i mean no, i, I mean the big it, it's it's real bro because you know i'll talk a little bit about for me how it affected me the pandemic actually has been great for me though yeah. Now, I'm not saying the deaths and all that. Like, I get that. That's, you know, I get that. But I'm talking about if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know if I would be here in this situation that I'm in right now because mm-hmm. it actually turned out to be an opportunity for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and we want to look at all crises like this. We want to look at crisis as having two different meanings, right? You can look at crisis as a negative thing and it'd be like the end of the world, or you can look at it as an opportunity, right? And I, thankfully, through the guidance of, you know what I mean, our founders and and, and God himself, really, I, and not God himself, but God, God's self, (laughs) I really got a chance to take the time to self-reflect and see what do I want to do in life? I kind of almost experienced the pre-pandemic before the pandemic hit, right? Because Mm -hmm. you got to think, let's go back to the timeline. It's like October when I decided to go to the G League, then I go to Sweden, then Kobe transitions, right? Right in late January 2020. I decide where I want to go after that. I I hear you want to, we talk about that story in in episode 20 of season two, right? We talk about that story. Then COVID hits, boom. From there is when we started to actually start. I reached out to you throughout that time. We built the mentorship up off of what it was before, but now we just expanded it to me and you leading it now. And then that's when we started the process of the podcasting. And then that's when I actually transitioned out of playing, like at the forefront as a player, but actually doing what I'm doing now on the mental performance side. So... Mm -hmm. It really is how you look at the situation if the yeah. pandemic is good for you or if it's a hindrance. Yeah. No, it, it's that I love what you said there. Um, you know, I, I like to keep up with uh, the economy, stock market, investor. I, I like that kind of stuff, the numbers and all that stuff. So the thing that came to my mind was Warren Buffett. If people don't know Warren Buffett is, you can check it out, just type his name in on the internet, you'll, you'll find out who Warren Buffett is. But he said he's a great investor into the you know the stock market, and he said a very similar thing about crisis versus opportunity. And he talked about some of the big crashes in the stock market, like during the Great Depression. And you look at what companies exploded out of that, and Coca Cola, I believe, was a company that kind of exploded out of that. And it's like, well, why did Coca Cola? How was that? Because that how is that something that how were they able to take advantage of that? And they saw it as opportunity. So you know, I'm not exactly sure the details, but a Coke became a thing like people were in such disarray and stuff that they just wanted to get a Coke. So they would just go get a Coca-Cola and they were able to use that as something that kind of fueled them through that to where they became, you know, Coca-Cola owns Powerade. They own all, all pretty much any drink that you like, they probably own. So anyway, 
that was I thought I thought of that uh, as you were saying that, and I think of that as a basketball player, uh, which is what we're going to get into here in a little bit. But yeah. how do you how do you see that as a basketball player? You know, that's how do you see crisis versus opportunity? How do you see it? that's going to be a huge thing? One person sees a late game situation, ball in my hands, and they don't want it. Another person yep. is like, "Yo, get this is my time. I've been yeah, I've give been me the ball." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a difference, though. There's, and we can go over some cons and some pros, right? Yeah. There's a difference between, like, every situation that we get hit with, and I love how you just brought that up. One person could look at the end of the game and be like, man, this is my opportunity to win the game, to go out here, accomplish what I was trying to accomplish, put the team on my back, you know what I mean, lead them into the promised land, so to speak. Hey, right? I used to think like this as well at times during the times. And that actually helped me hit a lot of game winners like in college a lot. Mm -hmm. But there's another player who can actually be nervous at the time as well too. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want the ball. I hope we win. I've also experienced that side as well too, Mm -hmm. right? So you know that with these situations, there were a bunch of guys who stayed ready, who kept going, who was like, hey, man, Every day I'm going to stick to my plan. I'm going to stick to my goals. Something got to shake. Something yes. got to open. That's what the, the guys that did that and had that mentality, they had a they – they had the pros side of this, what we're going to go over now, between the pros and the cons. They had the benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So a con would be like, all right, uh, a lot of people lost their jobs, Right. Yep. A lot of hoopers lost their jobs because and they couldn't find jobs because of the shortages. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody from the NBA, because the G League was, you know what I mean, cut short for a while because the NBA was postponed and things like that. Now you had a lot of guys going overseas. I remember yep. talking to some agents and they were like, man, you know, it's still harder to get some deals because even the lower teams now they're getting guys that would never go to lower teams because the opportunities in the G league are shut down. Right. And not a lot of guys at that time are getting paid a lot because teams started to slash their budgets. Like uh, now the top teams kept their stuff, but I'm talking about the rest of Europe. There's only a few top teams in Europe. There's only obviously the NBA is the same, but, in the NBA, they had to take a, a pay cut, I believe. I'm pretty sure they did too. Everybody did. Uh, for that, yeah, for when that that postponed season, yeah, they, they had to take a pay cut. It was, it's like, it's like, uh, what do they call it? Like per diem. It's based off of per game. So if you don't it's like play a prorated games, type of thing. Yeah, it's like a prorated. Yes, exactly. Okay, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah. So I remember Steph and Braun being like the the focal point. It, it seems like it's so long ago now, but it I does. remember them getting that and obviously everybody recoups and gets their stuff back but it took a hit so that's a con because now people feel like wow i don't know if i can get this job but on the pro side of it you got a lot of opportunities and doors open because there were some people who thought like that didn't prepare came in off of the name or off of what they had before he not ready boom we got to move him out the way or you know what I mean? It well not or and rather and it led to an opening of doors 
for guys to come in that necessarily they wouldn't have got this opportunity before. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. That's real. And, and I saw that, um, you know, even on my own teams, what you're talking mm-hmm. about, guys that may not have normally come to this level of team. Like, so, okay, just for example, hopefully my guy Will, Will Hatcher doesn't mind me using his name here. <laughs> But Will Hatcher, Will Hatcher had a great career overseas, great player. My first time playing in Greece, I played against him. He was playing for Pauk. They were in Champions League. Yes. You know, he normally played on that kind of team, Champions League team, Cup team, some team that was playing a European competition. But he decided to come to Heracles, which we had qualified for um, Champions League qualifiers, but we didn't, we didn't make it. So we were, mm-hmm. you know, a team that's right there in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we didn't make it. And he came after knowing that we didn't make it. And we were going to be playing. We played European competition, but it was like, uh, it was Europe Cup. And so, yes. you know, Will, it was, it ended up being his last season. But normally he probably would have taken a job for like a Champions League team or something like that instead of Europe Cup. So, you know, I saw it on my own team. And Devin Ebanks came and played with us. You know, we had multiple yep. guys that may not have come to this exact situation. Not that it was a bad situation, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't quite the normal. Level. Yes, it was not quite the level that they were normally playing. So, yes, I, I mean, I, I've seen it with my own eyes firsthand. Now, and, and then you got the same thing. You got the same type of dudes that got, you know, another con, a lot of guys forced to take vaccinations, right? Yeah. I'm forced to actually take this vaccination. You know what I mean? And if I don't take this vaccination, I know guys specifically who were about to fly out. And then the country changes their stance on certain things mm. and now says, we can't accept you anymore. These are some prominent leagues. We can't accept you anymore because you, now you just took, you know what I mean? Uh, you didn't take the, you didn't take the vaccination, mm-hmm. but then the pro side of these things is it, it led to an opportunity to shed light on like what actually needs to be done as us players to know that, like, dag, if I don't take this, what am I going to do in life? It shed light mm-hmm. on the employee mindset that most players have. And it mm-hmm. made guys step out of the box to do things outside of just depending on getting this check from this contract from this team. That is a great point, bro. And since you're speaking on it, who is a guy that we can think of that maybe kind of is like the focal point when we're talking about this right now? I'm pretty sure people's oh. eyes lit up when they. <laughs> who, is, who who comes to mind for you? I mean, it's got to be Kyrie. Kyrie. It's got to be Kyrie, right? Kyrie. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be Kyrie. Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie. Here's the thing. Well, I'm gonna talk subjectively and objectively. I'm gonna make this very clear. I don't know what Kyrie is standing for or what he's doing anything for. I don't know why his his purpose and intention besides what he said. Exactly. Right? Besides what he said. So I can one thing I'll always agree with. I one thing I will always agree with. I will agree with freedom of choice. Yes. You have a I you have a choice. Yes. Yeah, you have a choice. To decide. I'm not for you not deciding, you not having no choice. Now, at the same time, from a league standpoint, I completely understand 
why some countries, why some teams, why some things do what they do. Yeah. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, as a player, you if you make a decision, you have to be willing to deal with the benefits and the consequences of the decision that you make. And mm-hmm. I thought Kyrie eloquently articulated that when yeah, he said, he hey, I wasn't ready, but I was willing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for what I was going to experience, but I was willing because of this is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. Now, when they start to bring up all his past stuff and things like that, that comes a part of it. Do I agree mm-hmm. with why they do that? No. But that comes a part of the territory. It's like, I mean, you did kind of have this stuff in the past, bro. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, you know, you lose, miss games and these type of things. But this, you got to remove it because it's a totally different situation yeah. where nobody without the prophecy understanding of God or without it being created that knew this stuff started, nobody knew this was going to this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you can't put the two and two together to be like, man, this is a same. No, my biggest thing is this, bro. It's like, look, you can't come at this man because he made a choice for himself. That's his choice. Yeah. If he were to start advocating for certain things and do that's different. I'm not saying that, but the dude literally just made a choice mm-hmm. and he had to deal with the consequences of that choice. But it also shed a light. At the same time, that a employee, uh, these players, a lot of these players don't have as much power as we think. Mm. Mm. No, they don't. But so, Kyrie situation, right? Yeah. He, um, him making this choice to not get vaccinated to get the mm. vaccination for me was. I did not really, I did not really understand why everybody was so upset. And I guess the the picture that I that I was seeing painted was like he's letting his teammates down. He's, you know, he if he wanted to do like he's getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do this and that. For me, I didn't see how that had anything to do with his personal decision to not get the vaccination. Like obviously, those are things that come with that. But I don't believe that those are reasons that he should have to make the choice that they're trying to make him make. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it does. It does. Yeah, so I think that's what we're that, – but that's what we're advocating for, the freedom of choice. Um, and what Kyrie is doing is taking his choice. He's saying, okay, this it should be my decision. I shouldn't have to be forced into this without being able to have the choice, without being able to – Yes. Say okay, these are my options here. If I take, if I receive the vaccination, okay, these are my options. If I don't, and go ahead. No, I mean, finish your point because what you're saying is bringing some things up for me. So finish your point. Okay. <laughs> so my whole thing with, with with the situation is what we're trying to bring to light within this. Again, like TJ said. We don't know exactly what he's advocating for. And, you know, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of the details, but we're here for freedom of choice. And that's my that's my whole thing with it. Let him make his choice. And, yes, he has to live with the effects of that. Like you said, he, he didn't know. He said, I wasn't 
prepared for all of the backlash, but he stood mm-hmm. on his stance. And, and, and as long as you're not going into this with, uh, I'm doing it just to buck the system, just to be a rebel, just to, you know, when your intended purpose is, is the right intended purpose, then, you know, I think that he, him making that stance, I didn't personally see the big issue with it. Like they're, they're paying him a lot of money, but he had to make his decision too. Like he's saying, okay, I won't, I won't, if you want to take that money, you can take the money, but I'm, you know, I'm going to stand on, on this. So that, that was all. And, and, and it showed today kind of what we're talking about of like, there's a difference between God's acts of God and then crisis created by man. Right. What we're yeah. talking about, this was a, this wasn't an act of God. Like this is mm-hmm. not even if you can talk to scientifically, this was created in a lab somewhere this actual vaccine and this actual um even even if it wasn't perfect i'm not saying all that i'm saying the actual strain itself was not created by god it was created by man so in these situations what we want to talk about today is like man when situations like this stuff happen like what can i actually stand on as a pro and if i'm trying to be if i'm actually saying, all right, God, help me out in my situation. Like, what can I stand on tangibly, manifested-wise, even imparted-wise to know that I'm going to be straight? Because what it did, what everybody's fear was with Kyrie, that it released was, bro, you're going against the wave. You're going against Mm. what position you're placed in. You're going against that for what we expect you to advocate for and you're going oh, wow, against yeah. the wave of how will he provide? Because that was always the biggest issue. The, always the yeah. biggest issue was, well, what about your money, man? Go get your money. He like, I don't care about the money. I do, yeah. I'm not making a decision based off of money. So it was a, to yes. him, it was a moral and integrity type of decision. He said it. He said, you think I want to be out here losing money and stuff? I, I applaud his articulation of that. Now, my thing is this, though. There's two ways you can go about this. There's two ways you can go about being a pro in these type of situations because the pandemic, all the pandemic did was represent what it's like to be a pro when you don't have control of the outside circumstances. That's all it represented. Mm. That's all it represented. And as a pro, you're going to go through so many situations where you won't have control, and they, what they call it, what they call it, Boog? Politics. Yeah. They say it's That's politics. What mm-hmm. So what can you actually do to overcome and do and bypass the politics? Because he said, God specifically said, right? We got to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right now. What did God say about situations and stuff when it comes to these type of crises and things happening, right? He specifically gave us specific promises that, hey, when these processes and when these things happen, this is what you can stand on. It won't affect you. Okay, what does that look like? He said, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Right, I'm gonna skip down a little bit. It said, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the deadly pestilence. What does that sound like? Yeah. A thousand may fall at your side, 
10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you or come around you. No plague come near your tent. What is he saying? Yeah. Said for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all his ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. It goes on and on. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. That's different. I'm not just rescuing you, but I'm going to honor you. With long life, I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So there's a difference. You can go through these unforeseen circumstances by yourself, or you can go through it with the protection, with the backing of the whole kingdom of God, the whole heaven is like everything, the whole host, the whole I'm there. It's he didn't say he didn't say Jesus. He didn't say the Holy Spirit. He said the most high. That's mm. very particular. Mm. Very, very particular. So that's the biggest thing I want to talk about today is like, I get it. You got to deal with stuff. And we're in this world. We got to, okay, we, we're functioning. But that don't mean you got to actually experience the, the, the backlash of this if you're actually in right standing with God. Because it can actually turn out to be from a crisis to an opportunity for you. Mm. And that goes back to what we were saying there at the beginning. We're seeing, you know, the player at the end of the game, one's nervous, one wants to take the situation. So, so my, uh, wants to take the game when it's shot. So, so my question here is this, it's like, okay, cool. I hear you guys all like, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed, if I'm supposed to be following the most high, how do I follow that so I can receive this protection? How do I start doing these things in my life? Well, there's two things. So like another con that we didn't go over, but it's, it's key to this. It's like the daily testing, travel, and the restrictions, you know, all that type of stuff. You got to get mm -hmm. daily tested. They're starting to calm down now, but, like, it was a part of it. And you're starting to actually see countries reverse it. Here in Switzerland, they're literally, they're saying, they're, they're part of, I think, Sweden, Norway, and one okay. other country are calling, are changing it from a pandemic to an endemic, saying, like, basically, this is like the flu, guys. We're going to have to... We got we got to back this up, and and Switzerland is in that process of pulling everything back. Like, all right, enough is enough. Let's like let's pull it back. So, so but go ahead with your point. I want to just well because it, it was the same situation that happened a hundred years ago when the, when when swine flu came out and it became the flu after that, right? Um, so it's going to eventually come to this because it. It's a lot of stuff behind the scenes yeah, it is. that is being created off of this. And we're not going to get, we're not here for that. But the whole point of it is, is how can I do this? Because that's a con, right? To go through all this stuff, this daily testing, all this stuff. If I don't do, just take the vaccine, bro. Just take it. Just deal with it, bro. You're hurt. You're harming others. If you do this. these are things that you have to hear and deal with, yeah. right? These are things that you have to hear and deal with. What if you get it and you pass it along for me and you have to do it like this? Hey, I understand your concern. I understand what's going on. But the way I breathe, I could pass anything if that was the case. Yeah. Why is it just this thing, right? And I'm not, again, I'm just giving, I'm, I'm, I'm giving guys out there 
the the key to standing on freedom of choice. I don't care what you decide to do. You can get it or not. That's your choice. My only thing is, I hope you didn't get it so you can stay provided for with money. If you get it for a purpose, it don't matter. It don't matter. You can get it. Yeah, you got to get this, bro. And then now you get it. Now, who's your master? Because now you'll do anything that the team tells you to do. You just took away all your power. I don't care. If you had, if you go get it, okay, that's what your choice is, your thing. But if did you? what was your intent behind it? Some dudes may have got it. Man, I, I want to fulfill this assignment and this purpose. That's different. I'm not coming at that. But if you did it to just, I don't want to lose this money, God specifically said, you can't serve God and, and mammon. You can't serve God and money. You, you'll hate the one or despise the other. So... The reason why I say that up is because that daily trusting, resting, or that daily testing and travel restrictions, all that stuff, it opened the door for a whole lot of players. Because some guys got removed out, some things. But I, I'm going here. I'm, I'm just saying, he specifically said, "I will not allow any evil to befall you. No plague come near your tent." So if it happens, all right. That's a key thing to you to let you know. If you were the type to get it or contract stuff, if it happens to you, well, you're just human. It has to happen to you. If you believe you're just human, then yes. That's your belief. I can't tell you what the, you believe. As for me and Miles, no. I said it was made in the image and likeness of God, not human. So if I'm made in the image and likeness of God, that means that I am a God. What does that mean tangibly? Because I'm answering your question. Yeah. How do I do this? And literally, God literally means creator. I have the choice to create my reality that I'm in. I want everybody to think of it like, like, uh, like, like the Black Panther thing where they lived in like this little bubble where nothing can get in, right? That's your life. You determine what gets in and what doesn't. You determine what thoughts, what beliefs, what happens, what goals actually happen, what goals don't happen. You determine that. So I can't tell somebody else because you have a free will choice to decide, do I accept this or do I not? So I can't convince you. I can't, t I can't formulate this to you. That's not for me to decide that. But what I can do is I can decide what happens with me, right? And that is going to the answer to your question is like, how do I prepare and, and and actually do this. I hear what you're saying, T-Jax. It sounds good. I hear what you guys are saying. How does it actually work? Well, because God set up universal laws and gave universal rights to protect it. That's why I specifically read what he said years and years ago, because these situations ain't new. This has been going on in cycles over and over and over. It just happened a hundred years ago. Probably happened a whole hundred years ago before that. Now, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, bro, there are certain things set up in the universal system, in the universe that will that protects you and gives you rights, where all creation will come on your behalf. This is this stuff is I'm talking about stuff in the unseen, right? Mm -hmm. This is how real this is because. It's really a decision and it's really an exposing of will you stand 
what will you stand on? What is your belief? And I'm saying this because now it's no hiding. Now it's no, yeah, I believe. No, your action shows what it is you believe, period. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. I'm just letting you know. Like, whatever you believe, that's cool. That's all good. But I'm just letting you know what were the promises that were set up that said, if you try to go this way, I got you, bro. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm bringing to like that. And and that's what we're going to go over today of like, what are those laws that you can stand on when this situation, this stuff happens? What are those rights? What are these rights? Because a lot of people just don't know these these rights, these inherent rights. If you accept being offspring, yes. being in the father's business, if you don't accept being in the father's business or being offspring of God, these don't apply to you. So I can't tell you to get these rights. You're right. It doesn't apply to you. If you accept yourself as a human, then yeah, it does. You're going to, I mean, at all this happens to everybody. They say what? got to pay taxes, death, you got to do that. Yeah, that's true. But my God said, if you believe in me and do what I say, you will live and you will never die. Mm -hmm. And even if you do die, you will live. So he gave specific things. You will never die. Do you believe this? This was a hard teaching and they walked away. What does this have to do with who? What does this have to do with who? Bro, you create your reality as a hooper, bro. I don't care what that team is saying. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care if you haven't played. You decide your career, bro. Bro, I don't know that, bro. I don't know, bro. Coach tripping, bro. I don't know. It's up to you. Do you believe it or not? That's what I'm getting at with, with the whole thing. And the pandemic just, it was another representation of these uncontrollable circumstances that pros are faced with. Bro, this is, first of all, every week I say this. But we got, <laughs> we got, you know, do that be cool with the heat, man. And I hope you guys are listening. So what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing from this is like, what, what I'm hearing from this, if I'm a player, I'm putting myself in the player's group. Well, you know, I am, I am playing. But somebody yep. that may not know. But let's talk know. about it. But let's talk about it with you, though, because you okay, got, yes. what did you have to deal with? What did you have to deal with, bro? In these, because this is real life stuff, bro. This ain't no theory. Like, you had to decide this. And you don't got to talk about your decisions and stuff like that. I'm not asking that. I'm just saying, what was your thought process as you was going through it? You know what I mean? Yep. Picking a team and going through this journey and seeing what was going on in the landscape as a pro. Now, exactly what you said is so key because it's not theory. We're talking about stuff that we've either done or we're implementing right now. We are doing this. This is what we're talking about. It's not, you know, I saw... Somebody talked about this one time before. No, this is literally what we're doing. And that's why I think the documentary is going to be huge, um, you know, that me and T-Jax are putting together here. So you can see it actually being done, um, you know, in real time. So I had two things. One is I'm going to talk about my situation as well. And then also as a player, you know, what that player's questions are. So I'm going to go to the player's questions after I talk about, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some things I've seen. So what? Well, let me go in reverse, actually. Okay. When, when, when I'm hearing, when I'm hearing, like, okay, so you're saying what God's promises, like, I can stand on these because, you know, I've, I've tried before and, you know, I, yep. I, I asked God for something and and it didn't happen. There's a whole bunch of reasons. Maybe you think it didn't happen, but there's a whole bunch of reasons behind that. 
that mm-hmm. maybe we'll get into, I'm not sure, but I want to speak specifically to these things about birthrights. Because it's saying, okay, birthrights, what is that? I know when I first heard that, something jumped up in me like, bro, birthrights, like, yes, that's it. But maybe it didn't do that for everybody. Maybe somebody's like, birthrights, that sounds no, interesting. No, it jumped from me too. It? Yeah. It jumped from me too. So somebody says, okay, birthrights, what, what, what do you mean? You mean like there's actual birthrights that I have? And an example that, an analogy that kind of comes to my head is back when they were forming the Constitution, they had slaves and black people who they call black mm-hmm. people were enslaved. Well, they your, your birthrights come when you're born in America. So at this point, there were plenty of people that had been brought over from Africa, but they were born in what they were calling America. Um, I'm not sure if it was the United States of America at that time or not, but they were putting together these constitutions. You have the North and the South and, and all that kind of yep. stuff. It was literally it's like the three fifth stuff, right? Like the three fifth yes, stuff. Exactly. Okay. Yes. They yeah. they didn't have any rights because they weren't a person. They were three fifths of a person. So they didn't. They, their thing was just yeah, being a person or human. Yeah, I don't know why that number like three fifths. <laughs> that's an interesting number. But so they they weren't. They didn't have these birthrights, and that's similar. If you don't accept yourself as offspring, well, then these birthrights don't apply to you. You're three-fifths of a god or you know i don't know what you want to call yourself but these birthrights they don't apply to you but you can step into those birthrights and you always have the opportunity to do that so one thing that we do have is the the birthright for opportunity and that's what i'm going to talk about as a player me specifically we have the right to a fair opportunity and i remember when i was in college one of my college coaches his name was uh coach 48 coach paul 40 he had a great career overseas he actually helped me out a lot when I came overseas because he played in France and Spain and a few countries and, and, and helped give me some uh, advice. So shout out to Coach Fortier. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told me in college, he was like, Scott, you got to stay prepared, man, because opportunity always comes. Opportunity always comes. Wow. And this was like my freshman or sophomore year. So for anybody unfamiliar, I came from high school. I was Mr. Missouri, went to a big time. So I, I hadn't ever really been in a position where – well, in a, in a while, in a long time, probably since like fifth grade, that I wasn't the guy because I had established yeah. myself as that. That was had been my role kind of moving up. And so I fully expected to, to have that same role coming in to, to Washington, University of Washington. That didn't happen. Big thing for me. I didn't want to play defense, blah, blah, blah. whole bunch of stuff behind that. Anyway, I was riding the bench. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point about halfway through the year where I just was like, you know what? This year just ain't gone. It ain't gonna go for me. I've been trying to keep going and practice. We've all been there. We've all, all been, been there, there, bro. Yes, been trying to keep going and practice, but it's just—it's not happening, man. It's not happening. And he came. He, I guess maybe he noticed my demeanor, and he had told me, "Scott, your opportunity always comes, man. I'm telling you, your opportunity always comes." And I'm like, "You're just saying that to keep me engaged in the team, like, bro. I don't care." Lo and behold, we're playing <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> This was like literally a couple of weeks after I finally was like, oh. we're playing Oregon to Juan Porter. I don't know if you guys remember. He was, I say, I always said he was the quickest player I never saw because of this reason. <laughs> <laughs> because of this reason. Tawan Porter has like 20 in the first half. We get to the second half. I played 4.7 minutes a game with the freshman. So you know, I'm kicked back. I'm enjoying the show. I'm like, dang, he's good. Yep. He's good. Yep. <laughs> this guy's good. I'm watching that up close. Like, hey, I don't got to worry about going in there and guarding that. Coach Romar comes and sits down next to me on the bench. I'm like, what's he doing? And then he looks at me. Hey, I need you to go in there and sit down to Juan Porter. I said, my shoes weren't even tied, bro. I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> So I gotta go. Did you say what? Did you say what to him? 
No, in my head, I said, okay. wait, wait. I didn't say, wait, wait, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, look at, look at how opportunity always comes. We had Justin Holiday, NBA player, Benoit Overton, all-commerce player, Quincy Pondexter played the NBA, was one of the finalists for one of the Naismith Awards at the end of the year. Isaiah Thomas. We had all these players, okay? I was not playing defense. I was not a defensive player at this time. He came to me and asked me to shut him down. That's my opportunity came like that. Like, bro, nothing's working. Here's your opportunity. Well, I get out there unprepared. Mix, mix, mix. Step back three. Didn't even see the crossover. He crossed over. I promise you I did not see the crossover. I'm looking like this, and next thing I know, he was pulling up. So that's an example of, of how the opportunity always comes. And I wasn't even standing on birthrights or anything like that at that time. Okay, so I'm trying to make it quick, wrapping it up to, to now, what we're talking about. How am I implementing this now? So we give examples of um, – we talked a little bit how I got to here uh, in the first episode. Well, well, in, so if you want to know – Yeah, and real quick, real, real quick, but because with that, I had the same experience. And dudes in the pandemic had to deal with this experience too. I dealt with this experience freshman year, not playing, get thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Play three minutes a game, get thrown out there against Michigan, get thrown out there against Syracuse in the Sweet 16 when they had Deion Waiters, oh. Scoop Jardine, all those guys, Chris Jenkins, all those guys, and they throws me out there. And it's like your opportunity always does come. Now, whether you take advantage of it or realize it is on you. Yeah. But yes. opportunities, the thing, it that's the thing. These rights are not like, oh, they're only for you. If you're, no, they're yours. Yes. But you won't realize them or activate them Can't if you don't it. accept and walk into it. Yeah. It's your right to actually go up and get a Social Security card if you're a citizen of the United States. It's your right to actually go and get certain things by going out to the courthouse. But if you never go, yeah. it's not like it wasn't available for you. It's yeah, just you didn't a, go. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Now they court the America. You know, everybody know government offices be taking forever. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> the point of it is, it's still it's set up for you to go do it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just an example. It's the same thing with God. So like all these things is set up here, waiting for you. You have a whole inheritance waiting for you. Will you actually walk into it? And go ahead with this, because I know this is real what you're about to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, that's really good. I, I love that analogy. That's a really good analogy. Um, so, yeah, but to answer the question about um, how, so how, what does it look like now? Okay, I gave that example of just as an opportunity, because I remember when I came to what we're doing now, that that's how I remembered, oh, Mm-hmm. Somehow my coach actually knew this. He knew this law probably because he's just seen it so many times. Yep. Yeah, pro. He's a pro. <laughs> if you, he was a pro, yes. And, you know, knowing this stuff and standing on it now, I'm able to look back at my life and see, like, yo, God is really good. There was always an opportunity. There was always a way out. There was always another chance. Always. But I definitely was too blind to see it because I was living on the con. I saw a crisis. I did not see the opportunity. I was living, I was on the wrong side. So going into this season, um, we, uh, yeah, I'm going to give this example. We came in, um, like I said, I talked about on the first episode how I got here. So if you're interested in that, 
Go go mm-hmm. go look at that. I'm episode not gonna explain 20. all that right now. Yeah, episode, episode twenty, 20 yes. yes. Episode twenty. I keep saying first episode. That's the second season. This is the first episode of the second season. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> yep. So coming into this season, we had, you know, full roster, good expectations. I get here and um you know, join the team, I think, early September, first week of September or, or middle of September, something like that. And, uh, you know, we're playing. We're trying to get to know each other. We're playing in France and doing some tournaments and stuff. Our starting point guard goes down um, with an ACL injury late in the game. And, um, you know, big blow to the team. And we actually start the official season. Well, we start a cup game and then the official season all within the next week. So it was a big jump, and it's like, okay, what are we going to do, um, you know, without a point guard right now? Because that's like, you don't have a point guard. That's a big piece to your team. Yes. So fortunately, T-Dex and I have been working on point guard stuff throughout the summer and working on my handle, doing all that kind of stuff. I was prepared for this moment. Now, did I know that that was going to happen? Did I wish that that would happen? Absolutely not. I don't want somebody to get injured or anything like that. But the point is, I was prepared. I was prepared for all kinds of circumstances. And I want to give this point because as I was going through this, we wouldn't be cautious saying God, but I heard certain things that were preparing me for this moment. I heard, make sure you know the plays from every position. So I would, I asked my coach for the plays so I could see them, visualize them. And I would visualize these plays. And I knew all the plays, and I still know all the plays from every position and where everybody needs to go. And I visualize myself from each position, from the first, from the point guard to the two guards, the three guards, the four guards, the five. Now, why did you tell me that's a coincidence? Come on, man. So, anyway, I just <laughs> I just followed the instruction. I just kept being obedient. Became so you got this point. instruction before the point guard goes down. Hey, bro, prepare from yes. every position. I wow. got this instruction before I came here. First, mm. ask, your, ask your coach, what does he want? What does he see? Like, be in communication with him. What kind of things does he want? Then get the plays and visualize yourself through every position. So I was doing that. That's real. And he goes down a one week before the season. Like, I can't predict that. And nobody else's point guard got hurt. <laughs> so anyways, there's certain things that come with these rights. I'm just giving examples of things that I stood on. I stood on what I heard. And mm-hmm. um, we uh, move forward through the season, and, and we go through a bunch of different things. I ended up uh, getting sick for a little while. Um, a bunch of guys actually ended up getting sick. Then our starting four-man hurt his knee. He was out for eight weeks. Well, our backup four-man, I guess. And we literally dwindled down to six players, six actual players on the roster, we play a game, and now we have five because the starting four-man is now hurt for like a one or two weeks, something like that. I think maybe a wow. week now. So anyway, through this, I heard keep going because um, the thing that you're dealing with every team is dealing with something. But yeah. you have to you have to persevere through through this. Don't you don't let these moments, these crises, these crises. I think is the is the is the plural. Mm-hmm. Cause you to fold because that's what the, the, the bottom teams are going to do that. The crisis will cause them to fold. They stand no chance. They, they're that's the, the, that's what they're them. made for. That's what the crises are made for. They're made to, to wean out and separate the wheat from the chaff, right? It's yeah. to separate the, the sheep from the goat. It's to separate 
those that are willing to stand firm on this from those that are not. Yeah. And it's a it's a great opportunity, but keep going. And so that's exactly what happened. So we get through there. We end up getting another point guard. We ended up going through after him. We had a point guard that came, and now we have another point guard. But um, we finally get to that storm. Like I said, we just played Freebird, but we looked much better. Now, coming out of all of that, that was a good two months of stuff, like, going on. Yeah. And um, to still be in, in, in communication with each other, to still be – together to still have chemistry to still believe that we can win a championship because we had to talk about that's what we want to do that is not an easy thing to do and for anybody who's played on a championship team or anybody who's played on any team whether it's a business team or sports team i don't know any kind of team setting you know that when there's this kind of stuff this kind of crisis and stuff going on it can easily cause the whole thing to fold so that's something that those are a couple examples of things that I've stood on as we persevered through this through this season, um, and then just me personally uh, as a player. So hopefully that made sense. I know that's kind of long. No, it does. It, no, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. And one thing I want to touch on is like people are thinking. I don't want the person out there thinking like, man, no evil shall come nigh my dwelling. Duh, 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 and then something happens. You brought up a great answer. You dealt with some sickness while you was there. You could have easily threw in the towel, been like, man, God, this stuff don't work. I'm trying to hear it. Or look at yourself in the mirror, which I've been through. Mm. We've all had to do and say, is this the truth or is this is my situation? Is this situation true? And Mm. as a pro, you have to always go back to, I don't care what the situation or the circumstance is saying. What is true? Because if I care about the situation and circumstance, I'm going to become one with that. Do I acknowledge it? Do I use it as opportunity to get myself back in alignment? Do I look at it as opportunity to grow? Absolutely. you got to. Mm-hmm. I had to do this in the beginning of the year. You remember when I, I was, uh, you know, dealing with my whole stuff. I had to check myself, get in line. Hey, T. Jax, you know this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Why are you feeling like this? You're dealing with these issues. What's the issue? You need to deal with this. And that's huge as a pro because what we're talking about, every successful pro has done. Every successful person has done is I stand on what is the truth, not the circumstance. And that's what's going to help you go through towards your goal. So I thought you explained it great. You explained it perfectly because had you not did that decision, you'd have thrown in the towel now. You'd been talking about, hey, what? Getting ready for the getting ready for the off season now. <laughs> you might as well yeah. just pack your bags, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yep. And, and and that's what I want to go into as we as we carry along with this. That's God's will for us to actually experience. God's will for us is experience a paradise and a promised land. So if we're not experiencing that paradise and that promised land within the earth, there's multiple sectors. There's multiple different wills, right? There's heaven. There's Eden. There's Zion. There's the heavens, the temple of God, but we're talking about right now paradise and the promised land. That's God's will for you to experience as you're going into these other sectors of life. And as a player, for you to experience paradise and promised land, that's what we're trying to help guys understand. What do I mean by that? Is this some fictional aura type thing? No, it's very simple. Paradise is where everything you need is taken care of, where everything you need is taken care of. You got your birthrights. You have faith, which is 
plans according to the laws of God, right? That guarantees to happen. You have knowledge of that faith. You have wisdom of what to do in that knowledge. So this is what this is what paradise represents. The promised land is the actual tangible part of it where everybody has opportunity, freedom, and choice. That's what God meant when he said paradise and promised land. So to stand on this as you're going through a pandemic, as a pro, or as you're going through these unforeseen circumstances, you have to know in the back of your mind, this is God's will. If it's not looking like this, what can I do to actually go from this point to this point of God's will? And these are the steps that he gave us to stand on to lead to this actual point. And that's where we're going over us, these foundational laws and these foundational rights that he gave us. Some laws that he gave us, bro, is like, I, I think this is huge. You know, we're talking about like, uh, by faith, the universe was created, right? Mm -hmm. We understand the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen is not made out of things that's visible. So why is that important? We have to understand that everything that comes tangible starts in the intangible first. So if you want a position as a player, you want a, a contract, you want an opportunity, all that stuff starts in the unseen first. Mm. The universe is set up. Universe is not God, but the universe is set up in a system. It's God's, it's the Father's business. It's set up in a system to where it's going to give opportunities and it's creation, all creation is going to set up and give you opportunities if you're in right standing. And these are the laws that it works by. People be like, man, mm. just the universe brought it. Yeah, the actual situation brought it, but who's the owner of the universe? Mm. Who created the universe? The universe is so consistent that they think the universe is God. Like, no. Mm. What we're talking about is just these laws to stand on as you go through. And there's a few laws. We talked about them. We talked about these laws, bro. And, and you can mm. touch on a little bit of these as far as how real it's been for you because you've seen this. You took a, a hundredfold jump from where you was at last year mm -hmm. to now. Yeah. There's five foundational laws. Sowing and reaping. Law of agreement. Law of attraction. Law of covering and gender, law of duality, law of polarity. Actually, it's six. So not five, six. These are, if you want to read laws and stuff, you go read any self-help book, they're going to tell you about these laws. Mm. <laughs> That's it. So we don't even go read. I just let you know all the laws <laughs> and stuff you're going to read. They're about those laws right now. If you want to understand how this earth works and how everything on earth works, those are the laws. Mm. Those are the laws. It's that simple. So if I'm coming here and, I, and I'm listening, I'm like, all right, so I've heard of sowing and reaping. Let's use something that people yeah. have heard. I feel like most people have heard of that. Like, you know, you reap what you sow. That's what, the, mm -hmm. that's what you, you know, you hear a lot of times. And it's like, okay, well, I feel like I've been working on my game and trying to sow into that, but I don't feel like I'm reaping, you know, what, what I thought I was going to get. I wanted to get to the NBA. And, you know, I just didn't get it. It's politics. Can, can we touch on that a little yep. bit? Kind of how we, we talked about the politics, you know, what am I? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, no, we, that's a great question. I feel like I worked hard. I feel like I gave the measure to get to the league. Why didn't I get it? Well, look, in the tangible reality, the law is sowing, then reaping. What do I mean tangible reality? In this physical taste, touch, feel, 
you know, here, all these things like tangible, it's sowing first then reap. In the intangible reality, it's flipped. It's reaping, then sowing. This is why we went over last episode when we talked about how it's important to start in the blessing, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going about it just through yourself, just off of your hard work, just off of your things, now you're going against thousands of others, thousands of other things, thousands of other claims to this position of the NBA. The NBA is the most prized possession when it comes to basketball as a pro. So now everything will be weighed, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever gave the higher measure is going to get these positions. And whoever continue to keep giving that measure is going to actually keep those positions within that. What do mm -hmm. I mean measure? There's different measures. People just think of just physical. There's people that are giving higher emotional measures, mm -hmm. higher mental measures, higher soul measures, higher spiritual measures. So it's a different form of time. So they're getting more opportunities or better situations because they have higher levels of agreements, higher mm -hmm. levels of understanding, higher levels of knowledge. This is why the rich, well, the, you hear these sayings about the rich. The, the rich get richer and the poor get poor. There's never anybody who works hard that's rich. Or there's never anybody, there's never like a people group of country, the most hardest working people, a lot of the times are the poorest people. Because what we're talking about to get to mm. the NBA, you can't, to stay in the NBA, let's put it that way, to stay in the NBA, you can't just work hard. I don't, people say it, but that's not what they mean. Mm -hmm. You'll hear guys say, man, you just got to work hard. You just got to be disciplined. You got to, no, they work diligent. There's a difference. Yes. that's They I work diligent say, yeah. and they work very smart and they have right agreements in place that you have no idea about. And so if right you come at this, behind all that. yeah. So if you come at this and they have, they're following certain agendas, they're in alignment with agendas being pushed. You don't know what agenda, but they're in alignment with agendas of people that own the league, all this type of stuff. So if you come at it with just, I'm going to work hard, and that's what's going to help me get there. You're already behind. And so that law it, doesn't. It's, yeah. Go ahead. Now, no, that law doesn't apply to you because hard work was never a part of God's plan. That's a part of the curse. Mm. He said, by painful sweat and toil, you're going to work hard. And God's system, I give it to you. Mm. But I need you to work diligent so you can keep it and manage it properly, cultivate it, bring me back, bring me back more of what I invested into you. So that's why people can say, man, this law doesn't work. No, it does work. The hard work will get you something. It's it's going to give you some type of harvest, but it's not going to give you the harvest of what you're looking for. Because yes. at this level, everybody works. Yes. At this level, everybody has is talented. Everybody gets shots up. Everybody does the top of the top. Everybody does mm -hmm. this. So if you want to just go hard, then you better have had a high measure. And you better have had a lot of work behind it because at this level, mm -hmm. you're behind if you just want to just go off of hard work because they're 10, 15 years in doing what you've been doing. A dude like LeBron been doing this since he was 13. You're not going to catch up if you just yeah. want to just work out. You're not going to catch up. He yeah. hasn't ever stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that's Brady a even, so. Yeah, no, I love that point that you made because that that's really what I feel like someone needs to hear is, that there's, there's more than just this physical hard work. And when people are saying hard work, yeah, if you just keep going hard, 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 one, your body's going to break down. And two, 
you you can't catch up to somebody who's got the the physical time ahead of you. And and what you said, I think, was also key that you will reap a harvest, but it won't be the harvest that you're looking for. That comes with a higher measure. And that's why you're not seeing what you're looking for. And I wanted to bring that to kind of, you know, for my personal example, some things that we set up. So recently, um, you know, had a few games there that weren't great. And, you know, TJX did a great job reminding me of some things that were true and really helping get back to the fundamentals, the foundations of the, these foundational laws and putting them <laughs> into basketball with some visualization, with really making a structured plan for us to go through. And, and I think that's key. But those are some of the higher measures, some of that visualization stuff we're doing, the intent and purpose that's behind it. Those are some of the higher measures that we're putting that people are putting in, whoever is receiving that, that higher harvest. Um, but that was just a personal yeah. example. No, nah, it's it's a great it's a great job that you brought that up, bro. Because people think that like Bron and like these guys, Brady and them, they work hard. No, they give a high measure mentally. Mm-hmm. They give a high measure emotionally. They give a high measure. That's that's so they're way ahead of you. I can yeah. work out all day long mentally and work go through workouts all day, right? And my body still stay recovered while you work out six hours on the court, right? And now your body's broken down. I may all I may need is 30, 40 minutes on the court. Now am I advocating for you to start here? No. Don't start there. Don't take what my words say and start there. Cause I'm trying to hear some dude, T Jack said you can do this and God or God said you can do this. No. You gotta start where you gotta build up to that. But it's a higher output mentally. This is why. This is why you can see all of a sudden the game shift and be like, man, they was just down 27 to three. How did they come mm-hmm. back that fast? Yeah. <laughs> right? Or how was it? It seemed like everything was it. You can't count Brown out. Why can't you count Brown out? Right? I was, I, the 27 to three example was Brady. But the this one example, the Brown example, you can't count Brown out. Why? He's down 3 Because one. mentally, yeah. his, his, his effect on the game mentally is higher as a higher measure. So mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing with guys is the physical work is a part of it. Yeah, you do got to put in the physical work, but that's not going to get you to the level that you're trying to get to. That's mm-hmm. the main difference between college and pro. They would say, mm-hmm. hey, bro, slow down. Yeah. Stop trying to go so hard and pace. Get yourself. You know what I mean? That's the huge difference. Huge difference. difference. The second law, we keep going with these law of agreement. God gave a specific law of two or more in agreement on earth. It shall be done by my father in heaven. What does that actually mean? If you agree with anybody on earth in full agreement and full harmony to get something done, it's actually going to be done where the universe is going to set up. God is going to make sure the universe sets up that opportunity for you to actually be done as above. So below. So it's already given to you in the realms above. Your job is to be in place to be able to pull from above down here below. This is why it's so important to send God before you, right? Because if you agree in the name of lack and limitation and failure, that's what you're going to receive. If you agree that, man, this this pandemic and this situation is so jacked up, it's going to be jacked up because you're agreeing with whoever started that, right? So... That's a very important law as well, too, to stand on. That's another important law. I'll go through these so we can get to the rights, too, real quick. Okay. Look, and you can touch on them afterwards. 
The yeah. law of attraction. The world is so big on the law of attraction, bro. Whatever you attract and that, bro, this is a foundational law. It's not no high law. It's very simple. Like attracts like. If you want to be successful, hang around successful people. If you don't want to be successful and you want to look at your life, take a look at your circle and what's around you, right? Whatever you want, you're going to attract to you. It's mm -hmm. that simple. If you, if you, if you attract, you know, lack limitation, if you think of lack limit, you're going to have people that's around you that's lack limiting your mindset. So it's very important. The next law, law of covering and gender. This is super important too, bro, because whatever you're covering is, whatever you're covering believes and things like that, that's what you're going to get access to. So if you have a covering of a man, that's your limitation. If you have a covering of God, there is no limitation, mm. right? How can you determine who your covering is? Whose voice do you obey the most? God's voice or man's? That's simple. Law of duality. There's, there's, you can't just do all work and you can't just do all service. You can't just do all sowing and no reaping. You can't just do working out all the time and then not do no recovery. You got to have a balance. Mm -hmm. You can't go far left or far right, right? That's a huge balance of you can't just do everything physically, bro. You can't. <laughs> and expect to try to get to where you're trying to get to. You and can't law, do it. No, that law, real quick, uh, it, that law will force you to want to If you want to go all work, well, you're going to end up getting some rest, whether you did want to, whether you want to do it or not. <laughs> you're going to get hurt, bro. You're going to get hurt, bro. You have to rest. This is why everybody go to bed at night. This is why everybody go to bed at night. <laughs> if you don't go to bed, what happens? You get all jacked up in your mind and your body going like, to shut down eventually. It's going to shut down, bro. It's a law of duality. That's a part of it. And then there's a law of polarity. The same, it's, it sounds similar, but the difference between law of polarity is day and night. There's going to be winter and summer. There's going to be seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, these systems are going to be set in place. So what does that mean? This is what you were talking about earlier, bro, when you were talking about this is why opportunity has to always come. Because if I plant a seed here in the summer, I have to be able to reap it in the winter. But if I don't plant nothing, I can't reap nothing. But if I planted this, I have to be able to get an opportunity to reap this. Those are some foundational laws that we're standing on. That's just in, that's just foundational stuff. That don't even apply to the promise that I read before with like the most high, uh, living in the dwelling in the shelter of the yeah. most high and things like that. That don't even apply to that. These just is foundational stuff that even if you didn't believe that, even if that didn't apply to you, you can at least stand on these. Mm -hmm. But the difference is with law is I need everybody to know this. With law, you better do your part. If you don't do your part, and because what you put in is what you get out. Mm -hmm. The stuff we're talking about is higher. And that the stuff we're about to talk about now is higher, and it builds on top of this law. So I follow this law to stay in alignment with things, but I still get the benefits from above, mm. right? I follow, if I have a billionaire owner and the billionaire owner tells me, hey, bro, uh, or not just the owner, but a billionaire, we'll use the owner, we'll use that for example, because of who? And the owner tells me, hey, bro, I got everything set up for you. I just need you to make sure you stay in line. Mm -hmm. do, your, do your part. I got everything here for you. He's giving you law what to do. Yeah. 
I'll take care of the rest. That I'll take care mm. of the rest is the part that's the higher part that we're about to go into now. Mm. But if you don't do what the owner says, you can't get the higher stuff that you can't yeah. control. That's what we're talking about right now. But I had to say that just for time purposes so we can keep it moving and not be having them here all day. Like, all right, what are yeah. we going to get to what we can stay right. doing? Like? <laughs> Quick, baby. <laughs> for real, bro. No, that's good, bro. That's good. Um, yeah, so so one thing I thought about with the law of agreement is, um, and I'll make it quick, like, you ever been in those situations where you, let's just use basketball, and, and you see, I don't know, you, maybe you drove to the lane and you got fouled, and it's like a shot that maybe in your mind, you're like, man, I always have this trouble making this shot when I get fouled. Okay? And you miss you like, man, I knew it. Well, you just came to agreement already that like you knew before you even shot that you already agreed that you were going to miss that shot or you come off and you know, this is my spot. I come off this Mm -hmm. crew and you're like, oh, this cash. It doesn't matter what the defender does. This is my spot right here. Right here, I always make it. You came to agreement from here. And what everybody else start doing. What everybody, oh, that's his shot right there. That's money. Don't leave him open right there. Or they tell you the opposite of, hey, nah, that's not your game. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. You fight it. And you'd yeah. be like, nah, no, nah. eventually you give in. You just came into agreement with it. Mm-hmm. You just did it. So it's going to be done in your life. Like, you can't mm-hmm. accept. That's why it's so important to understand the whole picture of this stuff because you have to know where you're at along your journey. I'm not yeah. telling you to try to be Steph when you're not Steph. <laughs> right. I'm don't not trying to tell you to be Bron <laughs> when you're not Bron. So if somebody's telling you that's not true, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you can't do that. You can't eventually yeah. get there. That's what we're talking about, right? Yep. If they tell you there's no way you can do this in the pandemic, no jobs will be open or this opportunity won't be open or this is just politics in the league when it comes to getting opportunity to be a superstar, that's just not your game. That's your belief. That's yep. not for me, though. Mm-hmm. Because the law says this. It was written and it says this mm-hmm. in the law. That if I ask, it shall be done. That's a promise, too, on top of the law. My job is to actually be in alignment so that my God can actually do his part. That's the unseen, the un, the unknown. All right, so let's go over these rights that we have. Just to name them. We ain't going to have to go into detail that much. Some thoughts. We'll go back and forth. But I'll read one. You read one. See these rights and see how these are. These are rights. There's divine rights and then there's birthrights. Now, the first set we're going to go over is divine rights. You have divine rights. So these are rights that you can stand on as a player, that you can stand on, that I'm always going to have these opportunities to experience paradise and the promised land, the things that we went over. I have that opportunity to experience that. But they come from you going and doing something. You got to go do something. You have to go do something. It works for people that are working in the father's business. These only work if you work. If you don't do these, then you don't have these rights applied to you. You just got to stand on law. Rights are above law. Right? Rights are above law. So, the first divine right from actually working in the father's business. What does working in the father's business actually mean? Meaning, I'm actually trying to bring the purpose of the father's business here on earth. Right? Which is the purpose is for all to experience prosperity and success mm-hmm. for us to actually experience a utopia a nirvana which everybody calls eden that's the father's business when you think of all kingdoms think of all businesses functioning like that that's the father's business 
So if you seek first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, all these things is going to be given to you. That's the first right. First right you can stand on. So now you can you just eliminated everything from I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what's going on. No, if you seek first God's kingdom first and God's righteousness, meaning what's right standing, everything you need will be given to you. That removes any alleviation of lack, limitation, and fear of I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know what I'm going to drink. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I got to go do this game to take care of these things. No. I use the game for my vocation, but not to take care of these things. I seek first God. God takes care of these things for me. That's the first mm-hmm. right. And what a right to stand on. That is a, a great first right. Thank yes. you, God, for these rights. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second, second right. Second divine right we have is that it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, and the kingdom will be inside of you. So what is this? This is the system, the structure, the order, the flow. It's the Lord's pleasure to give these things to you. So like T-Tech just said on the last, right? Like if I'm wondering, how do I do something? Okay, I'm going to do it. Well, how do I do Mm -hmm. it? You ask, you'll get the system, you'll get the structure, you'll get the order, you'll get the flow, but you got to implement. And now you'll be Mm -hmm. given as the measure you give is the measure you'll receive. As I go, as I walk in obedience, I'll get understanding. You need wisdom asked, you'll get understanding as you implement and be obedient. That's a big one. That's a big one because people are asking for positions and what they don't realize they're asking for businesses. They're asking for, as players, they're asking for things. God said, I'll give this stuff to you within my kingdom. It's my mm. pleasure to give you these things, right? It's my pleasure to give you these things. But like you just said, make sure you do your part. You got to be able to do your part. You got to know your part, which is why I said, and the first right, seek first the righteousness of God, which is what's being in truly right standing with me. Mm. Not just law with me, but the intent, the purpose behind the law. How do I do that? And that's the third, at least the third one. If you seek God, the third divine right. If you seek God, you will find God. When mm. you search for God with all your heart, it's not a hidden God. It's not. He's He, she, God is not hidden. If you if you seek God, you will find God when you search for God with all your heart. So anything that you are trying to feel like you're lost in situation, any creative ability that you want to have, any question that you are asking and you don't know, you can actually see God and you will find God when you search for him with all your heart, meaning all your desires, all your passions. Put that first you'll get the passion that you're actually looking for. Mm. So this leads us to the fourth right, which is that you have a right to never run out of resources. You have the right. This is deep. To the, <laughs> this is deep. Because if I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, what do you mean? I have the right to never run out of resources. So how come How come I don't have any money? How come I can't? Like, I, I, I'm not able to pay my bills. I'm struggling to, to make ends meet. But I, I have the right to run out of resources. You're telling me I'll never have to run out of resources? Yes, you, you have the right to never run out of resources. You have the right to the blessing that has no limitation, lack, or failure. That's evil. Evil is not in God's kingdom. This is deep, Boog, because what you just said is a great point. And a lot of players deal with this. A lot of players deal with this on their journey when they're switching teams, offseason, taking contracts. I'm trying to get the biggest contract, get as much money as I can. Notice what we said. 
We said resources. We didn't mm-hmm. say money. Yep. Money is not a resource. Mm-hmm. The resources we're talking about creates money. If you have the higher resources, which are the heavenly resources, the heavenly ideas, right? The heavenly systems, structures, and orders, and you're always in flow, and you're using your gifts, your talents, money will literally attract to you. Mm-hmm. And you'll know what to do with it. God is not the God of money, but we can use money the correct way if you know how to do it. If everybody thought like this, where man, we're I don't have enough money, or I have, then what do the people that run this stuff, that own this stuff, that have money, what do they think of? What's their mm-hmm. mindset? They actually got to be the ones paying you. They yeah. know this stuff, so you got to know this stuff too. And that leads us to the fifth one. We keep this thing going. You have a right to have service, work, calling, and assignment to God's purpose if you repent and change your mind. So you're like, man, I don't. how do I get in the Father's business? You have a right to. If you change your mind, you'll get clear understanding of what your work is, what your calling is, what your assignment is, what your purpose is. It's your right to work in the Father's business. You don't have to go to the world to get provision. You don't have to go to the world to get a job. You don't have to. It's your choice. You can now go into the world with a vocation, which is I'm using my skill. I'm using my talent, my craft, my trade to actually go exchange, but I'm not dependent on you. Now I become an independent contractor. Mm. That's a difference. Mm. That's a huge right, too. That is a huge right. This leads us to the sixth divine right which is that you have a right to speak things into existence with another big one. Now I'm going to let you touch more on the specifics, but creating and speaking things into existence are yeah. two different things here. So yes. we hear somebody like me, like we give examples about people proclaiming and decreeing and all kinds of things before you know, they're ready to get there. And let's just say, I'm speaking things into existence. Well, I, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. That's what they may tell you to, to do uh, some of yeah. those. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Affirmations when they tell you to wake yeah, up affirmate. They, every they, morning they, and say, yeah, I'm a millionaire. Yep. But the way that these things work, you have to you have to do these things inwardly before we, we do these things outwardly. So I'm going to let you touch on the specifics of that. But that's uh, one point that I wanted to make there. Well, it's a difference between speaking things into existence and creating. Notice that we didn't say we have a right to create life. You have a right to create. Mm-hmm. You're just speaking things that are already here. Mm-hmm. This is why this law of attraction is so big is because you have a right to actually speak things that are already here to existence in your life. So if you want to be a millionaire, you can actually keep speaking that and you'll create it that opportunity to come that's already here for you. Now, will you realize it or not? That's on you, mm-hmm. right? There's higher rights though where I can actually create stuff that wasn't here to actually being here. I can pull stuff from the higher realms. Not everybody has that. That's birthrights. This right, what I'm talking about, the differences with this is there's a way to use it the correct way, right? So I have a right to make anything come into my reality, into my world, if, if it's already here, I have that right. Mm-hmm. Now, you say, well, what if it's less than, if it's, if it's only one thing? That's where the measures and that's where the things come into play. 
right? So a position, I want to be a superstar. You have a right to ask for that and to, to do that. But these is what the measure that comes along with that as well. Mm-hmm. You have to give this, this, this. And the person that does that the most will actually get it. Now you understand why people be like, man, I just was working all day. Just will go out to the park and just work out. And somebody just came and just was like, man, I like what you're doing. You play anywhere? This literally happened to me. I was in L.A. trying to play in the Drew League. Didn't know how to get in. Went to play at Open Gyms. That led to me to go play at the JBL. Playing at the JBL, some dude came and was like, Hey, man, I like your game. Can you join our Drew League team? Now, mind you, I didn't just follow law, though. I had the blessing attached to it. So there's the different ways you can go about this. And I have to tell that story another time. But, like, you can follow this in the law where it's, like, it's harder because you have to do it. Or you can follow this with a blessing on top of the law, which is now you have all creation working for you. So Mm -hmm. that's how this right is. And that is kind of what leads to the other ones as well. That's that's fire, bro. And and I'm I I don't know if I've heard that story about the Drew League. I want, I want to hear this. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> I think you 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 want to do seven. seven? All right, I'll do seven. So you have a right to have a destination given to you. So you have a right to know where you're going and where you end up going. You have a right to an actual destination. So you don't have to go aimlessly in life. You can have a right to know a destination where you're going in life. So you don't have to, as a player, man, I just want to just, I hope that, you know, everything works out in my career. No, you have a right to say, I want this particular destiny. I want to be, I want to get to a team and I want to be able to have a team where I can play for this one team and be able to do what I need to do there and move on from, move on forward. You have a right to ask for that. You have a right to actually experience that. If you do a guy's way, right? Mm-hmm. That's your that's your right. Now it's not your right to just say I just want to do things outside of the rights. This is why these build upon each other. This is the destiny according to the righteousness of God, because that destiny is not a physical place. Mm-hmm. The destiny is not a physical place. You create the place. You can bring where you're. You can bring Eden wherever you go. We've seen this in the, the, the Cavs. The Cavs wasn't the same, has not been the same since LeBron left. Mm-hmm. The Lakers wasn't the same when Kobe left. But then what Bron do, he brought his destiny to L.A. Mm-hmm. Brady brought his destiny from the Patriots to the Bucks. Ooh. You can actually bring the destiny wherever you go. So it's not about being stuck to a place. It's that destiny. And that destiny that we were talking about in the beginning was paradise and the promised land. Freedom of choice. Opportunity. Faith. Wisdom, knowledge, right? All these things that we talked about before. That leads me to my favorite quote by Dr. Anthony Roman. <laughs> the journey <laughs> the journey is the destination and the reward is the process. That really brings that even more to life for me, that you are the destiny. You can bring that yes. destiny. You can bring that destiny with you anywhere. And that, I think that's something that, um, you know, before hearing this and knowing this, it, destiny seemed like a place it was like destiny and you have to get to that point so i think that's the key that that, uh what you said there okay so we got uh we're on eight right eight yep you have a you have a right to get back into god's love so you do not want to despise or reject god's love because he corrects chastises and disciplines those whom he loves 
So you always have the right to get back into God's love. And for me, a personal example of this, um, I mean, we all, I think we all have experienced this. I won't say everybody, but I feel like most people have experienced this. When you're feeling, you know, I've had moments in my life where I've definitely tried to veer off. Um, I even talked mm-hmm. about this on one of the episodes, I, I think, I believe, in the first season. Um, a big moment in my life where I really felt like I don't know if I can go on this path uh, with God. I got, I got scared and I backed off. And I didn't know if I could get back to that. I wanted to, but I was wandering. I didn't know if I could get, get back to that. But knowing that you do have the right to always get back into God's love, you always have that right. And for me, T-Jax was part of that process, reaching back out to me, coming back into IGI, getting, um, you know, just really realizing and understanding what happened, giving me the keys and the tools so that I could make the choice and the conscious decision. No, I, I do have the right to always get back to God's love. And I chose that. So that's a personal yep. example. Um, but you do have Steve. this right. You always have the right to get back into God's love. And, and love is a bond. Love is a bond. Mm-hmm. So if you ever feel like you don't have a relationship with God as you're going throughout your journey as a player, you have a right to get back into that love. Just don't despise when you get that correction. Don't despise yes. when you get that inward chastisement of knowing what it is to do. If you didn't get it, that means that you're not loved. My mm-hmm. coaches always tell me, if I'm not getting on you, I let you know I'm done with you. So if I'm getting on you, that means because I care about you, right? Yeah. That's the same thing with God. God's going to correct you and chastise you and discipline you to show you this is the measure. That's discipline. The chastise you say, hey, that's not the right nature and character, right? And to correct you to say, this is the right way to go in that. That's the right way to do it. I'm going to just finish it out with these last three books. You can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask, think, or imagine according to the power working within you. That's a right. You have a right to do that. You have a right to use the anointing of God, which is the positioning of God. You have the right to use the names of God. When you speak, you actually create. So that's very important, right? Any positions of God is you have a right to use God's name, a part of it. That's very important. Check out the give and go section. We'll go more in detail on that. You have a right to get a perfect example of how to do something the right way. Well, there's nobody out here showing me how to do this. You have a right to get one. God's going to send you into a business. God isn't just going to send you into a business to just figure it out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to give you an advocate, whether in the seen or the unseen. I'm going to give you a holy one in the seen or the unseen to show you the perfect example. And you have the right to be able to believe in anything being possible. If you ask, you believe, you're going to receive it. This right comes, though, only if you abide in God. If you act in accordance like God and act according to who God is, These are rights that you can stand on as a player. These are rights that you can stand on in the pandemics, in situations, and unforeseen circumstances. And these are rights that only come if you work in a father's business. Now, these other rights, we're going to go over those in the give and go section. So make sure you guys check it out in the wearegodsimage.com slash IGI, how to be a pro. These are birthrights. These birthrights come only if you're born again. So you can't get the birthrights, the higher rights, Unless you're born again. You can work for the father's business. You can do that. But these higher birthrights, there was 12 other birthrights that you get. That's come when you have to be born again. You can't bring the old stuff of your old self through Mm -hmm. that door into new life. You got to let everything go for these rights. And that's why we go over it on the give and go section. 
so that you can actually take advantage of it and know exactly what's given to you as a child and as offspring of God. Those is rights, bro. Those are rights that we're going to go over and we're going to touch on. And this is this is what you can stand on in the midst of pandemics and unforeseen circumstances as a pro. Mm. Book. Man, <laughs> no, all I got to say is this stuff is key. This stuff is eye opening. This stuff is real. And like I said, we're, we're living this. We're, we're, we're implementing this. And I hope that <clears throat> I hope that you guys are listening and that you're hearing. And if you like you said, if you need more information or you want more information, you come to our mentorship program. We're breaking uh, this stuff down in the give and go section. And we've got the, the, the workouts and, and some other stuff that's coming up on there as well. Please get with, please get with us if you want to know more. Yes, definitely. Now it's that time as we finish out the show. It's that time. Can we get a drum roll, please? Can we get a drum roll, please? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. So look, what we got is the this or that. It's time to have this. It's time to have that. Right. So. We have the opportunity for the this or that. Well, let them know what this or that is and what it's about. This or that. We're going to be creating scenarios where you've got to pick between two choices. We're going to give you an option to choose one thing or the other. You're going to choose this or that. Well, we started this last week. So if you're unfamiliar with how it works, go check out that whole episode and then check out the end, this or that. You'll see the format. Right now, we're going to go ahead and get into it with this or that. All right. The first scenario, we're talking about um, reaping and sowing. We're talking about some of the laws, some of the birthrights. So this, this, or that is going to have to deal with those kinds of things. All right. You have an opportunity to get the job that you've dreamed of, salary, all that stuff that comes with the, the jobs that you that, that um, you know we're looking for, but you're only halfway prepared and you're expected to show big time results immediately. Do you take the job there or do you take do you pass on the dream job but you have to wait three years for that opportunity to come back but you have the time to prepare? Which Ooh, one? This this is or good. That? So. Going through this exact thing before, I'm taking the job. I'm taking the taking job. The because, job. I'm taking the job because I'm going to have to just get prepared in the moment. You can get prepared while you're there. And you're going to have to prepare and then do. Now, is it a higher measure? Yes, it is. But that's what I'm taking because, like I said, the opportunity's here. You got to take it. You may not be fully equipped, but you can take the opportunity to get equipped. You got to mm. equip and get done. About you, what you doing? If I'm where I am right now, I'm gonna do the same thing you did. <laughs> but if I'm without this knowledge and information, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm somebody that has to prepare, prepare, prepare. Oh, I'm gonna. The smart thing for me at that moment would definitely be pass, and I'm gonna have to wait three years. But obviously, as a basketball player. You know, let's just say even you're 32, you're like, man, I got like three years or 35 when I get, you know, you got some things seemingly working against you without understanding yes. uh, some of the laws and stuff. So right now I'm taking that first option, but without knowing this, 
And knowing myself, I would take the second uh, one. I'm going to wait three years and, and prepare. That's honest. That's honest. That's honest. Yeah, All right, what you got next? So, what you got next? Well, one example I wanted to give of that is, you know, sometimes basketball players, they, they'll do this. They'll be halfway injured and say, ah, you know, well, I'll heal up while I'm there and that kind of thing. Just knowing there's pros and cons to each decision on what you do, particularly if you're injured. Definitely. Okay, so. Definitely. All right, now, this one's a little bit kind of similar, but there's a little bit of a twist on it. So, now you're given the knowledge on how to build a successful business or career, <laughs> hey, or how to dance. Yes. <laughs> but you're given minimal skills, mm. or you're given the skills, but minimal knowledge. Which mm. one are you taking? <laughs> I'm taking the minimal skills because I know how to build a business, so that means I know how to go out and get the people with the skills to help me build the business. I'm taking that. I can get some help with somebody with some skills. I can get some help to show me somebody how to do this. But if I don't have, if I have skills with no knowledge, my skill is meaningless because I don't know how to do it. This is like a bunch of dudes can hoop. They don't know how to get to the league or they don't know how to get to the, being a pro. They don't know what it necessarily takes to actually be a pro. I can do a thousand Euro steps, but not know how to do it. Right, that's what I, I'm taking. I'm yep. taking the business. I know how to do the business, and the skill can be learned. I'm taking the same thing. I don't want to make it boring, but I'm, the same thing. <laughs> I'm definitely taking. I'm definitely taking the knowledge because then I can multiply myself as well. Like you said, if I have the knowledge, I mean, I can. I know how to teach somebody how to do this. If, if, but I will take the skills if I get to have. The skills of Steph Curry shooting from half court. So that would be the only time I take the, <laughs> the, only time I take the skills. <laughs> that uh, is the this or that for this week. We only give it up for this or that. Week. Let's go. Let's go, bud. That was nice. That was nice, bro. Give it up for him. Everybody give it up for Bud right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this was this. Or you can have it that. Or you can have it this. Or you can have it that. So it's up to you what you really want. Tell me what you need. <laughs> All right, let me not see if y'all. So look, everybody, check it out. Check us out on IGI Live. Also, we got some space, safe spaces afterwards. We're going to have an app. We're going to have a club on Clubhouse. Check it out. After IGI Live, we have a safe space. So if you want to come and talk, check out the check out our, our, our spot on the safe space. You'll find it in the link below. We're getting the name together right now. Well, we're going to name it. But it's going to be a bunch of us, guys. We're going to be at a Hattie's Topics. Come join us. Come join the safe space. Join the talk. We're not going to be in there teaching or nothing. It's just here. Have a good talk about what we just went over on IGI Live, which comes on Sundays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll be back next week. Remember, weareguysimmers.com slash IGI, how to be a pro. Find everything you need. Give and go section. More information about us. How to connect with us. Check it out. And then we'll also be back next week with the next topic. We'll have our guests for you, too. Special guests. We'll see you guys then. Boog, any last parting words? Man, you want to get with this or you want to get that? You want to get with God's kingdom or you want to do the other thing? What you going to do, man? You go with this. Maybe that'll be the next question. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we'll see you guys next next time and next show. I'm excited for the first guest on season two, but episode 25. Absolutely, absolutely. Imagine what you can do if fear wasn't an option. I'm T. Jax. That's my main partner. Scott Boogie. <laughs> We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. This is IGI. This is IGI. This is IGI.
This is How to Be a Pro.